0: Welcome to The Sober Manifesto. My name's Sandra, and I know something you don't know. You cannot manifest the life of your dreams with a hangover or with a foggy mind. Four years ago, I quit drinking for good, and I have completely changed my life. I'm going to talk you through how I did it, the good and the bad. I'm also going to interview people that are going through the same thing. So if you're questioning your relationship with alcohol, you've absolutely come to the right place. Sit back, tune in. And listen to the Sober Manifesto. Hello, lovers. My name's Sandra Carter, and I am a lot of things. I'm a commercial real estate agent, I'm a podcaster, I have another podcast. I'm a mother. I have three children. One of them is 26, one of them is 11, and one of them's in the middle. I have more animals than I like to admit. And yeah, I am sober i have not had a drink of alcohol not a drop unless someone has absolutely smuggled some vanilla essence into my dessert i am alcohol free for 4 years now as of the 14th of october this year 2023 so welcome to this podcast i felt the need to do this podcast for a lot of reasons and i'm not not going to hold back. I'm really just going to lay it all out in the line. And I can't even guarantee that I can keep my language in check and this won't be, uh, or this will be totally PG. But what I am going to offer you is a good reason to stop drinking alcohol. People, it's ethanol, it's poison, and it's killing us. And for some reason, society thinks it's okay to promote it, to glamorize it, and to Just accept it as the normal thing for people to do on a social level. And hello, it is not good for you. And they're just not addressing it. And I have a theory, the government, probably going to shut my podcast down, but the government are making far too much tax on tobacco and alcohol in this country to ever, ever, ever say it's not good for you. So mic drop, they're making money out of making us sick. And they do it in lots of other industries too. So this is not a, you know, this is not inventing the wheel here. The government likes to make money out of things that will make you sick because the pharmaceutical companies are making money when you're sick. And who do you think sponsoring who? Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. I don't want to get into that. Now, what inspired me to do this podcast really was one of my best friends has managed to quit alcohol for a year now. Now hats off to her because you know she really didn't have as big a problem with drinking alcohol as I did but she's inspired me, I'm hoping I inspired her but she's inspired me to write a podcast because I figure if I've helped her I can help someone else And it wasn't just her. There was a couple of other friends too that keep ringing me and saying, Guess what? I'm easing back or I'm cutting back or I've cut out or I'm not drinking. And I think, Oh my goodness, whatever I'm doing is hopefully. And all I want to really do is help everyone else who wants it. I want to give you a good reason to stop drinking. I want to give you, I want to tell you my story because it really changed my life entirely. Now when I was drinking I was drinking hard. I'm talking two bottles of wine a night and that was starting at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'd make sure the kids were home from school. I'd start cooking. I'd have my first glass of wine with my meal and then I'd progress to my last bottle of wine when I was watching tv later that night. Was I getting anything done? No. Shit no. Was I getting uh making money? No. What was I doing? I was cruising through life waiting for the next drink it was controlling my life and I knew there were bigger things what does my life look like now bought my dream house bought my dream car I have three very nice shiny polo ponies in my backyard I built my dream barn I have excellent relationship with my husband my kids my friends My mother, my father, my brother, do you know what, it's completely revolutionized everything in my life. So when you sit back and you have a look at what your problems are in your life, I can bet you, money, that alcohol, if you've got some serious issues in your life, alcohol could well be at the center of those issues. It creates a lot of problems for a lot of people and no one seems to be addressing that. So... You know why do we drink? Really, I mean, it's addictive. That's pretty much the biggest reason. But if you got, if you scratch further than that, people are drinking initially for a particular reason. You might start when you're younger, and you, you know it's it, it's a confidence boost. So you feel less nervous when you're talking to people, and you start drinking like that. Then it becomes. The ga- the, I call it the chase game where you're chasing that first 20 minutes of a high so when you have your first drink you're going to spend the rest of the night trying to get back to that first buzz that you had in the first 20 minutes. Now this podcast is going to go into the technicalities of how that actually works but when with me personally and I think and a lot of people are the same is one's never enough so don't have the first one. It's a slippery slope and also If you're good at it, my husband's a good drinker, like he can have one and then have a cup of tea. And uh, hats off to him because I was never that person. I was boots and all. I had the attitude work hard play hard now when I say that I was drinking at three o'clock in the afternoon I'll tell you what I was getting up early and getting a lot of stuff done and I was working seven times harder than I needed to and I was like a duck along the water with my legs going a million miles an hour because I was making sure I was still a high functioning alcoholic so I could get shit done but the cost associated with that burnout loss of uh concentration forgetfulness missing appointments missing vital things that I I should have been doing and when I look back I think you're an idiot because if you had stopped doing this or you hadn't done this from in from your 20s there is no absolutely no limit to what I could have achieved I know I'm on my way now and you know I'm very happy we're with what I'm at but I've left it pretty late and I don't want you to do the same thing if you're in your 20s and you are listening to this podcast and you know you've got a problem with alcohol you know that your partying is getting out of control and that it's it's from Friday afternoon at two o'clock to Sunday night at five o'clock and you're waking up Monday with a hell of a hangover and you're only managing to start functioning again on Tuesday or Wednesday and then you're waiting for Friday because you want to do it all again you are wasting your life so that's really just a short background about what I'm trying to achieve. I just want to help you. I want you to address your drinking and let's talk about why we should do that. Now, I've got a little list here of the top 10 reasons to quit drinking. Health benefits is number one. Now, that's a really obvious thing. Like you are going to feel so much better and it's just because you're not Putting ethanol, you're not putting poison into your body, which is having direct effects on your liver, your heart, and all your all of your organs. I watched this documentary the other night. It was a little town. It was a murder mystery. They had a population of eleven. I can't even remember the name of it. And one of the guys gets murdered. There's only you know ten suspects. And every single scene in this in this show, it was an outback Australian town. It was in the Northern Territory. Every single scene in the show whoever they were interviewing had a can of beer in their hands they all looked 20 years older than they were all of them had some sort of health issue 9 out of 10 of them had cancer or were having treatment for cancer or have had cancer they looked terrible and i was like oh my god this is another reason to do this podcast because this none of, nobody was addressing the issue here you know everyone was fighting amongst themselves in the town and they killed one of themselves murdered and the whole town was a complete dysfunction and the whole town's daily activities revolved around alcohol it was like this this focus group on what it actually does in society it was almost gave me I almost had an epiphany like you know what this is Australia shrunk down and this is what actually happens on a grand scale anyway so these people were clearly not well. So health is really should be a priority. And depending on whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever you do now will affect how you live your life later on. It's not about living longer. Who cares if you get another five years? Who cares if you get another five years and the guy next to you, you know, you're know, you both 100 and he's going to live to his 105. His quality of life isn't going to be that much better. But when you're 80 and you can still play tennis, like my father's husband can, Or whether you're like my father who drank a bottle of rum a day, 83 doesn't remember what day it is. In full care, there's the difference. So think about that. Everything you put into your body is going to affect it 100%. So the health benefits are just, I mean, your mental health. And I would like to interview my friend and just Let her explain to you how much better she feels. She's nearly coming up to a year. Hats off to her. And I haven't had her permission yet to mention her name or to interview her. But, you know, alcohol is a depressant. It can lead to major health issues. And I'll tell you what, anxiety is one of those issues that will affect your productivity and and affect your day-to-day. It causes depression. And there's nothing worse than being asked to go and do something, whether it's uh, spontaneously or whether it's even an invitation that's in the mail, and you have that cold feeling like, oh my God, I just can't do that. I can't, I don't know what to wear. I'm going to show up and I'm not going to feel myself. I'm not going to be my best self. I'm not going to be able to look people in the eye. They're going to be able to smell the alcohol on me. I'm going to have the shakes. I'm going to have the deities when I pick up the glass. I'm, you know, because you'll be thinking about all those things. If alcohol is a problem for you, and you've actually can relate to anything I've just said, then you need to stop. Stopping doesn't mean slowing down either. This is not a how to drink less podcast. This is get off the wagon or get on the wagon. I don't even know what that means. I will find out what that means because my bestie and I, we do have this conversation like, are we on the wagon? Are we off the wagon? I'm not sure if we're on. I feel like when you fall off the wagon, you've done the wrong thing, right? So when you fall off the wagon, you're on the ground. So you're off the wagon. You need to start running and catch up to the wagon because everyone on the wagon is going a lot faster than you because you're running along the ground. You're off the wagon. That's how let's from now on, on the wagon's good, off the wagon's bad. So yeah, anxiety. Imagine waking up with no anxiety. Imagine being able to take on anything, maybe going to a meeting, going to a party, going to a function and having your game on because you have no anxiety. That's how I feel every day. How good is that? No anxiety. Someone wants to meet me. I, you know, it's <laughs> put my hair in a ponytail. Don't care. Go. Look them in the eye. No, no shaking, no uh, nervousness, nothing. Anxiety is crippling. You know, I wonder about the people that suffer from anxiety. You know, what else are they doing? Is it diet related or is it alcohol? Uh Uh-huh, that could be the issue. Now, the second thing is your safety. There's so many risks with drinking alcohol. Rolling your ankle. Crashing your car. I don't want to have to admit too much, but I have had a, a DUI in my life. I never drove drinking again but what I was doing was I had this weird sense of uh, safety around me where I thought I, I would get away with it and that I could and I had tolerance to it too so I didn't feel like I was drinking too much but I'd had maybe three glasses of wine, maybe four glasses of wine and I'm talking greedy glasses. I'm not talking like your little, you know, fancy restaurant a la carte half a drop of wine I'm talking big greedy drag queen glasses of wine and yeah blew over lost my license for three months had to drive around in a golf buggy and go to work in a golf buggy because I could not drive my car so you know you're putting everyone else at risk when you're doing stuff like that I'm not a good person I did that and I'm gonna own it and you know people just you run the risk anytime you have alcohol in your system. And it should I should have known better. I had a buddy who hit a drunken man crossing the road. So he was driving. He wasn't drinking, driving. He was just driving. And I think he maimed this guy or he killed him or something happened. And he had to fight like hell to keep him, himself out of jail for, for running this fella over. The guy was in the wrong. He ran across the road in front of him. He was going from one pub to the other and he got hit by the car. But the police saw it as, we need to pin this on someone. And so they breathalyzed him. They blood tested him. Now, if if he had even a drop of alcohol in his blood, the outcome for his future would have been completely different. And I knew about this story. So really stupid, selfish thing to do. Now, number three, let's get away from that because that topic makes me feel uncomfortable financial savings alcohol is expensive and it's even more expensive now so quitting can free up your expenses and you know you'd be surprised how much you drink I use when I quit four years ago I used a app called sobergrid and sobergrid lets you put in things like how much you're spending on a daily basis on alcohol how much you're spending on a weekly basis on alcohol and I reckon, my sober grid would be up to about $38,000 now in four years. And that's a shitload of money. And that means that I was drinking hard right? That's You know, I know I'm a bit fussy too. I wasn't drinking cask wine. I like the good stuff. So I've saved a lot of money. In fact, I've saved enough to pay for a couple of my polo ponies, which is way better for my health, isn't it? In a manner, unless I fall off, but I won't. So anyway. Alcohol is expensive, so think of something that you want to buy. Think of how much you're spending and instead of buying the bottle of wine on your way home from work, yes, I'm talking to you, I know you, you said you weren't going to do that again. But then you diverted from that road into the bottle shop, went and got a bottle of wine on the way home. I know you, sister, because I've done the same thing. I'm not going to do it tonight. Wake up hating myself. Never, never again. Won't do it tonight. But along comes a wine witch and what does she say? Hey, you've had a good day or you've had a bad day or you've had a black day. You've had a blue day. You've had a green day. You deserve, it now. You, you deserve a drink. You deserve a drink. Now the wine witch is someone you want to shut down big time because, and I'm going to talk to you about her and how you lock her up for good because that's what I had to do. And she gets in your ear and she nags you and she tells you you deserve it and she tells you, you know, good or bad, there's an excuse as to why you need to have a drink. Don't do that. Set up a bank account that's attached to your personal savings, another one with high interest, and Every time you get to the end of the week, the money that you would have spent on alcohol, chuck it in that account and watch it grow. And when you look at it, you go, wow, that hangover was going to cost me a fortune. And look, I've got all that money. And then you can go and buy something else. It's a really good way of rewarding yourself for doing the right thing. Number four, better sleep. Now, people don't believe this, but it actually improves your sleep exponentially why because alcohol disrupts your sleep patterns and it can actually cause insomnia so quitting is you know I still need I'm an an insomniac from way back so I have to still make sure I take sleepy tea before I go to sleep I take a bit of melatonin all natural stuff and I sleep really well unless my dog wakes me up but a better sleep is going to make you way more productive too. You're going to wake up feeling fresh, being able to tackle those things and take over the world. So yeah, just think how you feel. Refreshed, not hungover, pink cloud coming your way. Let's get it started. Number five, weight management. The calories in alcohol are ridiculous. So cutting out can cause a huge drop in your weight just within the first couple of months it's your blood sugar levels should start to stabilize, which means rather than craving all the greasy stuff you would normally do after you've got a hangover, trying to level yourself back out the next day or going and doing a slurp alert. And if you don't know what that is, this is Australia. That's where you go and get a Slurpee from the 7-Eleven, which is just pure sugar with coloring in a cup and ice. And, you know, that was kind of my go-to to to make me feel like i rehydrated. So can you imagine the sugar in that? I mean, there's sugar in alcohol. Like there's loads of sugar in alcohol. There's loads of sugar in wine. So, you know, it's like sitting down and drinking a block of chocolate when you think, oh, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to have any dessert. I'm going to finish this bottle of wine. Hey, look at me go. And wonder why you can't move that middle belly weight. Number six, improve relationships, reduces conflict. I can tell you. When you're drinking, you're going to have less inhibitions and you're going to have less, I don't know, the buffer zone between what's right and wrong kind of dims down. And you can say things to people that you would never normally say to them when you're sober. And often people just look for a reaction from another person because because they are so dumbed down, they poke even harder for the for the reaction, which causes the conflict. So, if you don't have that need to fight, then your relationships are going to be so much more harmonious and so much more enjoyable. And, you know, the thing I noticed most is my relationship with my kids because, you know, I was so flat out trying to make sure that I was doing the right thing by them lunches packed, school bags done, ironing done, homework done that I was getting the task done, but I wasn't looking them in the eye and communicating with them, I was just trying to tick off all the boxes quickly and make sure that, you know, I'd done all the things that make me mother of the year. But the relationship side of it was lacking because I wasn't really interested in what they were saying to me. It was just white noise. I was hoping they would go to bed so I could start my second bottle of wine. So how terrible is that? Not good. But I was, you know, they were well cared for. Everything looked good from the outside. But in my mind... I was like, I just want to get to the next drink. Terrible. Number seven. That was a hard one to talk about. But number seven is increased productivity. And this is where I'm going to help you. Because for me, the difference between drinking and non-drinking is life-changing. Now, I have... Look, I believe in the laws of attraction. I believe in the the power of manifesting what you want, and I am really going to delve into that side of life because I have made such a difference in my life. I have turned my life around completely. I am talking a thousand percent, and you cannot do what I've done with a hangover, with a foggy mind without being completely in touch with who you are so <laughs> the productivity you, you just set yourself up to take over the world and there is unlimited potential in what you can achieve when you're sober sobriety get your bank account sober get your mind sober get your life sober get your pantry sober and pro- productivity comes in lots and different different shapes and sizes and I'm going to show you how to do that exactly. Number eight, emotional stability. Now, emotional well-being. Do you know what? Nothing. No one hates a mood. No one likes a moody person. Mood swings are horrible. And you know when you're, you've got to add a few different things. In females, we're moody anyway, right? So if you're moody because your blood sugar levels are low and you're hungover and you're waiting to get to the next drink, you're just not a nice person and you are going to be on an emotional roller coaster and you're going to beat yourself up about that so get off it get off the emotional roller coaster and get get a bit more grounded number nine long-term personal goals sobriety can help you achieve your goals and that comes back down to increased productivity again these two go hand in hand a little bit so you won't ever be able to get to your full potential and achieve your goals if you have a drinking problem. So goal setting, writing down your goals daily, that that's a big part of we're getting where you want to go and I'm going to help you with that as well. Now number 10, the final one is self-discovery. You will never know who you truly are if you're drinking yourself into oblivion every single day and numbing the demons. You need to sit down with your demons and Cuddle them and look at them and get used to your own company and find out who you really are because you're never going to find out what you truly want to do, what you truly want to be, or who you're really supposed to be and what your mission in this life is if you are dumbing it down with alcohol. You are just being someone else. So, self discovery really, another huge part of this podcast. And I am still discovering myself. And I feel like this podcast is what I'm supposed to be doing because I want to help people get off the booze. I want to shine a big spotlight on the problem that we've got in Australia with people drinking and thinking it's okay. Drinking in moderation is okay, but drinking a lot of alcohol and making it a normal part of your week or month or on a daily basis is not. It's just not okay. So this is the first episode of the sober manifesto tune in the next episode too will be about rock bottom and what rock bottom looked like for me now it'll be different for everyone but i want to talk to you about how you don't necessarily have to lose everything to have a look around and realize you're at rock bottom so until next time